Welcome to Highly Questionable. We've got Dominique Foxworth. You can check him out at The Undefeated. We've got Bomani Jones. I pointed the wrong way again. Bomani Jones, high noon every day at 4 o'clock. Yeah, there, I got it right that time. It's a mirror. It's confusing. Let's get started. No excuse. Speaking of confusing, what's up with that shirt? And I'm not even talking about Dan. Denim. Get with the times, Bo. Well, what time? 1956? <laughs> Does everyone who criticized the new all-star format owe Adam Silver an apology? Okay, I feel like you have to care a lot in order to complain about something. And I didn't hear a lot of complaining before this had been seen. But what I would say is that my favorite thing in basketball the last decade to watch has been the best of the Golden State teams at the end of a game with three or four minutes left when they're down 10 and there's total desperation. What you saw yesterday at the end of that game, everyone clawing, wanting to win in a game that usually doesn't matter, isn't an exhibition, and you've got the best athletes in the world and those particular teams you get 90 minutes of crazy basketball with challenges with charges with people playing defense it was a lot of fun and i don't think you'll find any criticism the criticism will come when one of these games is a blowout not like that when it goes perfectly the first time out so let's be honest it wasn't adam silver who came up with the idea or who modified the game it was chris paul i don't know why adam silver's trying to take all the credit i heard multiple times before the game started it was chris paul's idea so yes we should celebrate chris paul for getting this out of the players because we got great moments those defensive moments that you were talking about late in the game and not only did we get guys stepping up we got guys shrinking from the moment where we saw james harden had an opportunity to potentially finish the game and he didn't do it but i think the key to this was not necessarily the change in the scoring but it was that they put the key kids that you're who you're playing for to make money for right on the court and the players had to look over and had to see those kids living and dying by every shot like they are addicted to gambling that was what it made it made it intense and made it fun yeah i mean i understand the players care about the kids but if they care that much about the kids they just give them the money they ain't got no reason to do that the kids i mean the kids are kind of a secondary thing in this they were in this because they really really care about winning and the format did work i admit I did not understand the format, right? But once it got to a point where the scores are even late and now you're playing to account, which means you can't just let some time go by and just work on the ebbs and flows, we saw it all come out of everybody. We saw the fouls. We saw the way that they were arguing with the refs. I wanted them to call their own fouls. We'd have been there all night, but it would have been the most fascinating television that I think you probably could have come up with if they were there. So, yeah, I didn't understand the format when it happened. Once I was able to grasp it, I was all the way on board with it. And I want to take this moment right now because someone has to make sure of this who knew that a 35 year old chris paul could go off one leg and catch a oop with two that's right hands? that's true that's who true. knew that that sort of thing could happen it's never happened in a regular season game it's never happened in a playoff game it only happened in an all-star game but dominic you weren't made uncomfortable at all by the idea that those kids and their <laughs> educations were in the balance and then they're worshiping around lebron excitedly and then i just feel for those other kids who don't quite get the education that they need because of that why is no one talking about those kids oh, i was absolutely made uncomfortable and i understand bo's point but it's different when you have to look at them right in the face and you look at the end of the quarter and like up. Oh, there goes those books for old Timmy. Didn't get those for him this quarter. Guess we got to try harder next quarter. And by the way, guys, can we talk about how Giannis just keeps throwing shade at James Harden? He didn't pick him for the all-star team in the first place. He basically said he wouldn't pass the ball to anybody. Then he says this. Uh, first, we were just trying to, you know, find whoever, um, you know, 
James Harden was guarding. You know, that's who, who we thought uh, we're going to have the opportunity to score on. And obviously, you cannot, you cannot go wrong. You know, Kemba, Kyle, JL, me, Siakam, everybody's great players. You know, whoever has the ball, he's going to make a play for, uh, you know, the guy next to him. And uh, it's going to be good because, you know, we, we all have great players. Yo, you ever come out of an all-star game thinking less of somebody? Because James Harden looked <laughs> shook in the all-star game. He wasn't the only person who was shook, but he looked the shookest in the all-star game. Like, every complaint we have about him in closeout games, y'all got to take all that back. Because that dude was shook in the all-star game. He was shook. You know, maybe he's just a philanthropist, right? Maybe y'all right. He just cares so much about those damn kids. Did Aaron Gordon get robbed in the dunk contest? He didn't deserve to lose, but neither did Derek Jones Jr. What I enjoyed the most about this is Ramona Shelbourne doing legitimate, important journalism by asking Common what happened and Common saying we'd all agreed to a tie. We were going to make it a tie, and I don't know what happened after that. But I feel like I do know what happened after that. Dwayne Wade went off script and just decided to help the Miami Heat. You can see the smile on his face in all of the videos, and I love that there was some controversy added to a dunk contest. Guys, we talked for years about this thing feeling kind of dead. They couldn't get any of the great participants. And the two guys at the end of this, they can dunk as well as anybody who's ever dunked a basketball. It was great fun to watch. He sh- I understand why he would be upset, but if Derek Jones Jr. had lost, he should be upset too. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but on the second to last round, Aaron Gordon missed his first attempt, made the second one, and they still gave him a 50. He should have been glad that he got this far in the first place. And I'm going to be real. My man Ryan Cortez has made this point. He is correct. He got a clip taco fall on the way up. Like, once you decide to increase the degree of difficulty, you still got to actually do it. I thought Derrick Jones was a superior performer. I ain't worried about Aaron Gordon. And when people are like, damn, Aaron Gordon ain't going to compete no more. You think Aaron Gordon was going to come back and do it again if he had won? That's not how the dunk contest works. Well, I mean, I understand all those criticisms of Aaron Gordon. However, the one single best dunk that we saw in the entire contest was off the side of the backboard he did some sort of whirling windmill that was outrageous that alone was deserving of winning the dunk contest in an age where we've seen all the dunks before he did something that we haven't seen before and that i thought was fantastic so maybe one dunk is not enough to win it but it was certainly the moment i'll remember well actually i remember Dwayne wade colluding more than anything else but other than that i'll remember that one dunk now, I'll remember more than anything else about this dunk contest is Dwayne Wade's dedication to fairness. Now, you're going to be thinking about that last round. No, Dwayne Wade with the ultimate line, it was an eight about Pat Connaughton because he knew what y'all was doing. He knew exactly what had happened. The white dude showed up in the white man can't jumpsuit and did the whole thing, and now everybody's giving him a 50 just because he rolled up in there. That panel made a decision right here. They were a five-person campaign against white privilege. It was not happening on their watch. It was an eight. We're not giving you a 10 for wearing a costume. But I do think it's unfair, Bomani. You guys, you guys love the dunks, and you've arrived at a point in dunking evolution where you're criticizing a dude for clipping the seven foot five That's head right. of Taco That's right. Fall. That's, That's where right. we've arrived. That's I right. And I'm a say. Also, I don't care who wins a dunk contest. This, to me, is like when people complain about who won the fight after it went to the cars. You got to watch 12 rounds of violence, right? We saw all these dunks. These dunks are incredible. Did you bet on it? Because I didn't bet on it. I don't give a damn who won this. They was going to make it a tie. Don't bring out a 7'5 guy if you can only jump over 7'2". That's that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You should have brought out Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's not as tall as he used to be. (laughs) 
Is baseball right to stop teams from throwing at the Astros before they start? One of the least adult ways to problem solve is found in baseball and has been found in baseball for about 100 years, which is throw baseballs at other people who make you mad. Baseball's never been able to solve this. How amazing would it be if the time that it solves it is to protect the cheaters who weren't punished enough? Listen to the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred, saying there are going to be sternly worded memos. I hope that I made it extremely clear to them that retaliation in-game by throwing at a batter intentionally will not be tolerated, whether it's Houston or anybody else. It's dangerous, and it is not helpful to the current situation. Guys, baseball players are really mad about this. You got Mike Trout, who doesn't say controversial things, saying that team should deserves to have its title stripped because it flatly cheated. I don't know what's going to happen here, but you've got guys putting their names on. That team's going to have a problem with people throwing baseballs at them. He should punish people sternly for that, and he should go forward and make it a new evolution in punishment so that it's not just now, but people stop throwing baseballs at each other. But because baseball has never been able to solve it. It's not going to be able to solve it here. And I don't trust this commissioner to actually punish baseball players sternly because he didn't punish baseball players any kind of way in this solution. The reason baseball players are so mad at the Houston Astros beyond the cheating is that no one suffered any consequences except for management types. Yeah, I've never been a fan of policing yourself or throwing balls at people because they danced a little too much. But in this case, it absolutely makes sense. They cheated. They redirected the horse of history for baseball and changed some people's careers. And if there was not a punishment for them, I could understand being a player wanting to administer that punishment. But the thing that Rob Manfred said that was kind of most shocking to me is when they asked him about taking away the World Series trophy, he said, it's just a hunk of metal. It's the dumbest thing ever. Of course, it's just a hunk of metal. Money is just a piece of paper. The check that I cash every week is just a piece of paper. But we all agree that it has value. So saying that it's just a hunk of metal, it sounds quite enlightened, but it sounds really stupid if you're the commissioner of the league that presents this hunk of metal is the only reason why the guys are out there. Yeah, the only thing I have to say, though, is when the NCAA comes back around and wants to act like something didn't happen, wants to vacate a title and wants to take down a banner, we all say the same thing. You can't erase what happened. Now, all of a sudden, everybody flips up what they're thinking and they're like, oh, no, wait a minute. We have to take this title. No, man, you don't have anybody to give it to. That's not really the way it works. The other place where I find that people are being hypocritical on this matter is suddenly The unwritten rules of baseball are okay now. When they throw the baseballs at people for all this other stuff, we talk about how silly it is, but now, because everybody wants justice and they don't think the league gave out enough justice, now you're okay with the idea of the being balled. Bottom line is Manfred couldn't win on this one. To get the information that they wanted, the only way they were going to be able to do that was to give players immunity, right? They had no real negotiating room to have on that one. They made that trade to get to the bottom of it. Now, if you are truly the boss, and he's supposed to be the boss, then everybody got to respected on the back end that's why we don't walk up on people on the street because they they got plea deals right somebody has to be in charge somebody has to do this and if guys do start throwing at the astros he's got no choice but to lay down some heavy suspensions because otherwise it's less about the throwing at the astros than that one giant fight that you're going to have because there are 29 other teams that think that they have the right to exact justice on this matter and he has to do whatever is necessary to shut this down 
I mean, I agree with almost everything you said, except for that he had to give immunity. Like, Rob Manfred is the worst district attorney ever. Like, don't you have to negotiate? Off the top with immunity? Can't you negotiate down to some level of games or some suspension that they're comfortable with to get them to talk? Just giving blanket immunity is different. Don't don't be mad because their union is stronger than yours. (laughs) It's not, though. It's absolutely not. It's not. I mean, we can go that. We can take Tear the whole show up. Do the whole topic. <laughs> Every that's topic that's what you want to do. Bar for bar for union do, talk. You want to union talk. Let's do union talk. Who's got the strongest union? Coming up next on my show, Stevie Show. What does this team need to do on offense to get something going here? We need to change the whole entire game plan at halftime. Okay, what do you need to change about the game plan? What are you frustrated about? There's just a lot going on right now. Uh, it's embarrassing for us here as an offense. So a lot of things we want to fix and correct. Thanks. Oh. He lost the first two, and this is the third one, and, and Pat Connaughton is really taking it to him. <laughs> Yo, I'm a little disappointed in the lack of competitive spirit in Achimura because at some point you're supposed to be blocking his shot. Time to play the game that's excited for Bachelor Homecomings tonight. Do you question? I've been saying for years that this is when you give us topics and events and we question them, but really it's just the funny video segment of the show. <laughs> Do you question if Matt McGloin kept it too real? All right, Kevin Gilbride's New York football guardians are having all sorts of trouble scoring, and this is the best evolution that the XFL has had. It's the thing that the NFL needs to adopt. Interviews when guys are frustrated during the middle of everything. Look at what happens here. Matt McCloin ends up getting benched, ends up with zero points at the half, and listen to what he had to say on his way to the locker room. What does this team need to do on offense to get something going here? We need to change the whole entire game plan at halftime. Okay, what do you need to change about the game plan? What are you frustrated about? There's just a lot going on right now. Uh, it's embarrassing for us here as an offense, so a lot of things we want to fix and correct. Thanks. Wow. They really hurt him there with the stats put up as he's talking. Five for 13, 32 yards, one interception. I love that. I love that the XFL does that. Kevin Gilbride has coached a Hall of Famer in Warren Moon. He coached a guy that they're going to put in the Hall of Fame in Eli Manning. He has been associated with Super Bowls. I'll be damned if Matt McGloin's telling me about my game plan. I'm sorry. I got, can you imagine how livid you would be? Because one thing the XFL has going for it that is interesting is not every league where you can definitively say the coaches are better than the players. You can definitively say the coaches are better than the quarterbacks. I ain't taking no guff off of you. If I was going to take guff off of you, you wouldn't be playing in the XFL. A, guff, what are you, 60? And and B, the idea that just because he has had success in his career means that he knows what's best. Like, having the stats up there, we all know how interconnected football is and how dependent quarterbacks specifically are on everybody else to succeed. So the idea that he gave y'all the truth, the reason why he stinks is not because he stinks, is because the game plan is trash. And Matt McGloin's been in the NFL, been a part of NFL game plans more recently than Kevin Gilbride has. So I don't know how we all so quick to jump on Matt McGloin and say the reason why the numbers and office was so bad was his fault. Players first, the quarterback, the coaches I, I done seen his movies. I would love for you to take a week to cook up that Matt McGloin game plan. That's what Kevin Gilbride's thinking the whole way. Like, why don't you come in here and cook up a game plan for Matt McGloin? Okay, but I feel like Dominique didn't watch what was actually happening. Let's play some of these plays. Look at this. You tell me if this is problems with the game plan or this is problems with wide open receivers. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me, t- tell me about. The, tell me, tell me more, Dominique. <laughs> like, like these I mean, that looked like a pretty good call to me. 
I didn't watch the game, and I was banking on the fact that neither have you. That was the hope. Do you question if this should be concerning for the Wizards? Okay, everything seems like it should be concerning for the Wizards, but we've got Rui Hachimura. He is playing Papa Shot here, and what happens? Oh, he's going to lose. He's going to lose. Yeah, he's going to lose. Oh. He lost the first two, and this is the third one, and, and Pat Connaughton is really taking it to him. <laughs> Yo, I'm a little disappointed in the lack of competitive spirit in Achimura because at some point you're supposed to be blocking his shot. Michael Jordan would have been blocking his shot. He's the greatest wizard of all time. <laughs> he's getting, I mean, getting blowed out. Yeah. He is kind of nice, though, to be fair. Wow, he's getting waxed, though. Like, it wasn't even close. It's not even close. The best part of the video, though, was, is that, can we watch it again? I think that's Allen Iverson off to the side calling next. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is Allen Iverson. I recognize those cornrows in 2020 <laughs> anywhere. Highly questionable. This broadcast from the Clevelander Hotel on beautiful South Beach, Miami. Time to play the game that thinks that Dominique's head is the exact same shape as Dan's is, just upside down. <laughs> See? Uh, no. <laughs> you give us topics. That, no, I screwed it up because of the joke that he made. Doesn't you tell matter. us what's on television. We'll tell you if we're intrigued. I'm surprised at how much that holds up, though. Dominique, turn it all the way over. I can't. I'm not that, not that strong anymore. Thought you was an athlete. Uh-uh. Tonight at 6 p.m., Capitals at Golden Knights. All right, can I interest you guys in looking back at a hockey fight here? Ryan Reeves, it takes a minute to get started, but once it gets started, Ross Johnston and Ryan Reeves. Ross at Johnston two, is five six foot five. Let's do it. Now everyone knows. Yeah, opening puck drop, and everyone's ready. Everyone knows this is coming. Come on, Reeves. Ross Johnston is backing up. He's he's trying to he's trying to use his reach. Let's go, Reeves. Get in there. Oh, it's Reeves? Well, yeah, it's Reeves. Oh, yeah. Go, Reeves. Come on, Reeves. It ain't just about you, baby. There you go, Reeves. Get him. Get him. That's right. Reeves for the win. Come on, Reeves. Finish it, Reeves. All that pent-up anger. Take it out. Come Let on. it go. There you go. Ducked it and finished him. That's right. This was for Willie O'Reeves. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's Reeves. Win for Reeves. Count it. It's over. Those don't count. Break it up. Break it up. Uh, what do we have, Bomani? Are you intrigued? C. <laughs> That's it. How about you? How about you, Dominique? Absolutely, I'm intrigued. I'm a D.C. guy, so Ovechkin's going for uh, 700 tonight. I'm intrigued by that, but I'm more intrigued by my dog Reeves holding it down. Your dog. What's yeah, his first name? What's his first name? What do you mean, what's his first name? His first name is Ryan. Ryan Reeves. He's my man. I love Ryan Reeves. Of course I would support him. His dad played in the NFL. In a rec room or a bar or somewhere, Bartolo Colon shooting pool. Oh, I thought it was going to be was already laughing. Did he know what was coming? No, yeah, I thought it was The Bachelor. Let's check it. Oh, you thought that they were setting me up for The Bachelor. No, yeah. just for Big Sexy. It was Big Sexy, <laughs> Bartolo Colon. Oh, and a bat flip at the end there. Yeah, nice. 
Uh, how about you, Bomani? Intrigued? I don't even know. What, are you intrigued <laughs> in that video? What are you? Are you? Are you intrigued in what we just showed you? Why is he in better shape now than when he was a professional athlete? Anybody? How about you, Dominique? Are you intrigued? I am not intrigued at all. Bartolo Colon. I mean, who's to say that he didn't cheat to finish that shot? I mean, he does have a history. Yo, but even when he was cheating, he wasn't in shape. I don't understand (laughs) anything about him. He was was cheating and was still not in shape, but now he looks like he lost 40 pounds. Apparently playing baseball was killing him. (laughs) He's making less money. Fewer clubhouse buffets. (laughs) Thanks to Dominique and Bomani. You can find more of Dominique at The Undefeated. More Bomani Jones, high noon, 4 o'clock Eastern, and also The Right Time with Bomani Jones, the podcast. Check it out. You can all enjoy my thyroid condition that makes the lower half of my face. It's a thyroid condition. Oh, are you doing that? Are you really going to try to take the fun away? Look at it. It's the same. It's the same. You guys are attacking a disorder to make a fool of me on television. It is the same. It is the same. Oh, Oh, go to hell, all of you. All of you.